The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm Christy, your host. And if you're watching on YouTube, you notice that I'm dressed kind of casually with overalls. That's because we're at uh, uh, the Art Farm and Toad Ranch in Chilhowee, Missouri, with Richard Monson, who is Professor Emeritus of Art at Central Missouri University. Is that right? Central Missouri University, right? And we are radiating conceptual aliveness, which is a concept that's really pretty big. And we've been trying to define it for, you know, the past hour or so. And, uh, you know, how do you talk about that? How do you how do you explain it? What's the nature of the cosmos? What's the nature of quantum reality? And all of these type of, type of really big questions because... This is a bigger question concerning your um, your Goss- Great Gossamer Art Show coming up in 2020. So welcome, Rich. Thank you for joining me today. It's my pleasure, my pleasure. So this Great Gossamer Show, yeah, tell, tell us about that. Well, the show is a uh, an exhibit uh, about spirituality, and it's spirit-driven. We, we started the thing rolling. We had the concept uh, in 2016. And we allowed it to develop. And uh, like I was talking with you about the seed that grows out around a rock, we had uh, things that, that we couldn't get past, so we went out around. We, we allowed spirit to, to move us along. So it's kind of a spirit-driven happen, happening. Nice. And, uh, it, yeah, it, does, it, it is rather like a happening. The more, mm-hmm. I'm try, the more I try to wrap my mind around this art show and... Roundtable and celebration—it's it's an happening. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, and it's been it's been very very fun. And the thing that I like about it is that for me, it uh, it uh, pulled me into an area that I hadn't been dealing with in my in my philosophical <laughs> portion uh, for <laughs> a good number of years. And uh, the the thing that uh, 
that it brought a, a kind of aliveness that had been latent and just, you know, set aside. And I've said before that you tend to form concepts at age 9 or 10, and too often those concepts are not reviewed. Really. True. Yeah, and you so, kind of base your existence on that. You base your mindset, you base your worldview on that. Yeah. And uh, the problem is, at age 9 or 10, you don't have the background to really make very good uh, observations. And so this uh, show, which dealt with a topic that I hadn't been dealing with, uh, dragged me out into an area where I renewed my sense of wonder. And uh, that that is uh, what kind of what it's all about. Uh, aliveness, mental aliveness or conceptual aliveness, we, we talked about that briefly. I used to tell my students, okay, I'm going to teach you a word. And plethora was the word that I, I used quite often. I said, now you probably don't know the word, but after I tell you what it means, you'll see it. Yes. And it's been there all along, but you've been dead to it. And so if you're dead to a whole lot of things, then that's not, that's not good. So by learning anything, you become more alive. And I always would end, end the conversation by saying that if all you, all you need to do to live longer is to learn more. Yes, exactly. And so you're more alive, and if you're more alive, that equates to a longer life. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the, the business of learning things to expand who you are, what you are, is a little bit of, about what this show is about. And as I said, it, it pulled me into an area that I hadn't been uh, thinking about for a good number of years. And the reason I was dragged into the area is that I got into a discussion about spirituality with my good friend John Hess. And we, we debated a little bit back and forth. And um, then that forced me to, to really refine what I thought about spirituality and God mm -hmm. and so forth. And I came up then with this little book that I call The Great Gossamer. Yeah. And uh, why The Great Gossamer? Well, um, I concluded sometime back that all great things are spirit-spun. Oh, yeah. In other words, if you look at the great symphonies, the great architecture, the Gothic buildings, all, all through the ages, they're spun by somebody's belief in spirituality of one form or another. Mm -hmm. And so all great things are spirit-spun, and so that's where the great comes from, and the spirit is gossamer thin. You know, we can't touch it. We know it's there. Yes, it's conceptual. We, we feel it to on a certain level, but it is gossamer thin. So the great right. gossamer right. is where I got the title, where I made up the title for the book. Right. And uh, so uh, the other part of that is we were talking about the quantum business. I had uh, written the book just trying to figure out the Gauguin's questions. What are we? Where do we come from? Where do we go? Where are we going? Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's not a new question. It's been it's around age for old. Right. And so the part of the, the business was just to see what I thought or what, what I felt. 
See, we're we're stardust, right? Mm -hmm. We're yes. made out of everything that's in the universe. And so, if you think that and believe that and you meditate upon that, you ought to be able to understand where we came from, what we are, and maybe where we're headed. And so that's what I did to begin the book. I just simply got uh, off to myself and focused on what what was, you know, what is this business? And uh, so I came to certain, certain conclusions and those were in the book. Okay, so then you're... Um, you're Aunt. You're my aunt, Mary Jane Stodenman, uh, who was on the last episode, most recent, yeah. before this episode of uh, uh, the Radio Wellness Podcast. Yeah. Actually, a couple of couple of episodes ago, by the time this airs. Okay, yes. Yes, okay. Mary Jane Stodeman. So, she is, is a, a friend, and uh, she, uh, I, I sent her um, emails that told her what I was dealing with, and we were thinking about a show that might deal with uh, this business of spirituality and she suggested these uh, three or four books and uh, after I had finished mine because I didn't want to have be bothered by any other people's thoughts about the subject. Yeah, you got to get your own out That's there right. and right decide and, what you think about it. And sure. so uh, when I started reading those the lights came on because there was a lot of parallels between what I had felt and oh, what yeah. what they were the books were talking about. They were talking about quantum theory. Yes. And I had said in the book that we are very close to finding out what God is because it, it, it is a force of power, positive force. And uh, I, I, I still think that the quantum, uh, the quanta, is getting very close to this universal energy, the universal positive energy. But the business of getting into the quantum stuff and the people that are writing about holography and how we can maybe sense through a holographic template what's been passed and what what is coming Interesting, uh, yeah. fascinated me and so it it got me thinking uh, entirely new tracks for my mind and so that's that's where I appreciated your your aunt giving me uh, a new window to look through. Sure. And I found out that window some very exciting things, some things that I had already believed in, but some things that I had not thought about. And so here you are. What do you do? You learn something, you become more alive. You learn something, it opens up another opening for you to move through, and you simply live longer because you're more alive. Right. And so that's uh, um, conceptual aliveness is kind of where I'm, where I am right now, and my philosophic. Right. Beat. I mean, uh, others might call it mind bending, mm. <laughs> and yeah. you know, mind expanding. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just taking this concept of what you know, building on it with other things that are very similar but yet different, and then coming up with this really new concept. And so, yeah, we've been, we've all been trying to wrap our mind around this, this exhibition because it's also part conference, it's part happening, it's mm -hmm. like huge. Yeah, it, it'll be uh, primarily visual art, and it uh, is uh, going to have three opening events, 
and the first opening event will feature the artists and they'll be talking about their work mm -hmm. and how they approach it in a spiritual manner. Sure. And then the second uh, is an evening session and that will be when the good doctor from Springfield is coming up, Dr. Sheely. Dr. Sheely, what does Dr. Sheely practice or profess? He is a, uh, he is a qualified neurosurgeon. Oh, that's fascinating. And he practices holographic medicine in, in Springfield. Holographic medicine? Holographic, what I say? Holographic. Yeah. Holographic, yes. Is that what? Is like it? holographs? What's the Holistic? Holistic. Oh, okay, yeah, thank holistic. you. Yeah, holistic yeah. medicine. I got stuck oh, Okay, fantastic. And uh, he'll be up, and uh, your aunt will be in a kind of a discussion group. Yeah, like a round table. Yeah. To talk about this nexus of spirituality, of yeah. science, of art. Yeah, he had an interesting thing. Uh, in fact, is I got his name from one of the other books that I was that I had checked out and bought, and uh, it said there was this neurosurgeon in Missouri who had a medium in, I believe it was New Jersey, that he called and uh, told the medium what the symptoms that uh, a person had and she then would call back and tell him what the ailment was. Really? And uh, I found that pretty fascinating. That's pretty, well you know I, so I, I do I some... so followed up on yeah, who he was. Yeah, you followed up on... Now, the, you know, I, I do some medical mediumship myself mm -hmm. and it's very interesting and then there's the medical medium over... I, that's what I thought you were talking about. Uh, I cannot remember the name. I'm sure... Uh, we can Google it later, but yeah, that's fascinating work there. And so he works in this field, and he, um, you know, takes a more more holistic approach. And yeah. that's interesting that he employs a, a medical intuitive. Well, he did. He he, he doesn't, he doesn't do now. that now. He, I think he did that as a kind of a test of something. Or another, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. See how things work. Well, you know, and it's interesting because somebody would say, perhaps, well, how can this medical intuitive in New Jersey? Uh, possibly know what's going on with somebody here in Missouri. But, mm -hmm. you know, in the quantum field, all is connected. Yeah. You know, in the quantum field, that's why distance healing works. That's, that's why right. distance readings yeah. work. Non-locality. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so that uh, that's fantastic to me. The waves that are out there, somebody said that you could take a cubic uh, inch of, of space Mm -hmm. that would have enough wave energy in it to, to blow up the world. <laughs> well, you think it take an atomic, uh, an atom, and, and blast it, or whatever you do with atoms, right. there's a lot of energy in there's the There's a lot thing. of energy. Well, that's yeah. what Tesla was working with, to draw energy out of the air, Yeah, yeah. right, to power cities. So there's just so much that is uh, out there to, to speculate about, and to wonder about, and to be alive to, and, and that's what... That's why I'm, I'm so excited about the show. And I'm not the only one. Oh, right. uh, people that uh, you talk with about, do they want to put something in the show? Do they want to work something up for the show? They're generally pretty interested in doing it. And uh, so uh, I think it's going to be a very, very exciting show. And I expect to see some new things. Those three panels there, as a matter of fact, are okay, we're my sitting, latest ones. For those of you who are, <laughs> who are viewing or just listening, uh, we're sitting here in, in Rich's uh, home art gallery. And yeah. so there's these three gorgeous panel paintings. i got photons and scouring waves. Oh, they're gorgeous. <laughs> the other thing there is that 
part of the idea of beginning this was to generate some ideas for new artwork. And that sounds so that's great. That's really how a lot of this got started. It's what I was telling you earlier, there's so many different facets to this. But one of them was that, gee, if I come up with some ideas, there might be uh, something I can paint instead of the landscape and still life that you see so much. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I'm into that. And, and, and that again is, has made me a little more alive in that oh, realm. Absolutely. Well, creativity does that, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. creativity. In, it vitalizes us. Yeah. Right. Puts us on. Gets us on fire. As long as you're not redoing, doing the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I wonder how much creativity is in doing the same thing over and over and I don't over. No, it runs out. Yeah. I had a good friend that was a, uh, a was a professional artist. Right. He graduated from our university, and he had two or three galleries where he showed his work. And he was very frustrated because the galleries expected the same stuff time and again. They, oh, hit yeah. their, their clients didn't right. expect anything different. They didn't want things, anything different. They wanted something that would go with their couch. That would identify right. on that, that it was his. Oh. So the death of art is, is sameness. There's no is. non, you know, if it isn't growing, it's not expanding. I would say that's the death of marriage, the death of yeah. friendship. When things are too complacent and too that's, not stimulating. That's another little little unit in, in my thinking. Oh, is it really? Grew out of this, and that is that, that everything in nature moves forward. And the only time we get sick is when we psychologically, if we dwell on something somebody said that hurt our feelings, and we dwell on that, that's reverse thinking. We're not moving ahead. Yeah, so sure. that clogs up our, our, yeah, our mental faculties. Our, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And our aura, yeah. And physically, same story. If you eat too much and don't don't utilize it, don't exercise and, and burn it or get rid of it in some other way, then you, you get sick. It's just an automatic. Sure. It's automatic. Right. If things are not moving forward, there's illness involved. Right. Well, just like sharks, they have to keep moving or they're going <laughs> to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And what we were talking about earlier with the seed that Richard mentioned was that, that you had mentioned is that, you know, a seed when it's growing, there could be a rock over it, but that it always finds a way. Mm -hmm. It finds a way to go around it, yeah. right? Without even yeah. any thought, without any... Well, so, now women. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Say more about that. Well, um, you know... There's a certain level of intelligence in, in everything, even in this, this seed that's growing up, bouncing its head against the rock, and somehow it decides, hey, if I go laterally, I might be able to get around whatever this is. Exactly. So it takes off laterally. That's a kind of intelligence, and I don't know how you, you know, how you divorce that from consciousness, you know, where is that? Oh, interesting. That's a good yeah. question. Exactly. So, they do it kind of innately. Yeah. One little thing leads to another little thing to another little thing, and, and uh, it's all very exciting. But it's all tied together too. Yeah, it's linked. You know, yeah. it's all tied together. So I think we're, you know, just as a as a whole, humanity is coming to this realization that it's, wait a minute, science and spirituality, um, sense of community, all of it's all of it is so intrinsically mm -hmm. linked. But it, it but it all moves forward. Yes. And it, it, I used to say, I used to think that movement is a sign of life. Well, 
movement, if it's forward movement, you can even draw an S shape. Right. And if it doubles back on itself, it's ugly. But if it moves forward, it is attractive. It's healthy. It's beautiful. Yes, it's healthy. And uh, so it has to be a forward movement in order for it to be an enhancement of life. And here I am at 80-something, and uh, when I look forward, uh, it's pretty easy to say, well, there's not much back up there, and so let's look back. And too many people look backward, look back over, the, and they dwell on how that was and, and so forth. They can get stuck, and in that's, other words. that's deadly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can and be. So you look forward no matter. Right. Mm-hmm. We know when we're filming this right now, it's a it's a retrograde. We're in Mercury retrograde. And so retrogrades are great times because the, the planet Mercury appears to move backwards. When we're in retrograde, any planet just appears to move backward. They don't really, but from our vantage point. So rather than going backward, though, retrogrades are a great time to go back and cross your T's. Dot your eyes. Take care of unfinished business. <laughs> tidy up. Clean that. Yeah, tidy up. <laughs> tidy up. And so maybe if we're looking backward in it with a sense of taking what was needed closure. And yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. To to learn from, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, only a certain amount of that's worth anything. There's <laughs> nothing back there that's going to help you. No. Not much. No, anymore. unless you look at it fresh eyes, perhaps. Yeah, there's a lesson. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a, a lesson. lesson. And so this 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 great Gossamer art show, it's going to be in May. It's, it starts yeah, in yeah, May starts, 2020. Yeah, and the three three opening events are eight, 19, 20, and 21. Of May. Of May 2020. Mm-hmm. And it runs on through into June, and it starts on the, the 7th, the 18th. The 18th of yeah. May. And so it's it's art, visual art, of course. It's dance. Dance. Well, tell me about how that's going to work. Well, I've got... Um, see, see, it's not all just you know one kind of spirit. It's, it's spirituality. We have this uh, uh, young uh, dancer. She's a dance major, uh, choreographer. Mm-hmm. And she has... Um, she's part Indian. Native American. Native American, yeah. And so she's going to do a dance with a group. She's choreographing a, a Native American slash modern version oh. of uh, the spirituality that that is in the Native American culture. Oh, so that's that, that I'm really looking forward to that. I know it's going to be good. Yeah. And we have a poet. Uh, a poet. Yeah. Uh, well, we actually have two poets. Uh, um, one is from uh, Panama, Panamanian American. Oh, interesting! And he's got a different perspective on things. Oh, sure. And uh, I've I've got a book, a small uh, booklet of his work, and mm. it really is, is quite good. And then we have a, a local poet that's going to read poetry, and there'll be music. I'm not too sure. We haven't pinned the music down, but. So there'll be all of, all of the, the arts involved. Visual, Visual dance, arts, music. Sculpture. And, oh, there's sculpture too. And painting. And I have to say sculpture is my favorite medium, so that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah. There you go. Uh-huh. And, so all, and all of it will be uh, uh, related to spirituality in one way or another. Hi, this is Christy. I just want to say that we here at Radiate Wellness hope you're enjoying this podcast. It's free to you, and we hope that you find it informative and inspirational. Heck, even fun. 
we have just three small asks of you to help us radiate growth. First, please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. That way, you'll receive a notification every time that we have a new podcast episode out. Next, please give us a thumbs up, a like, or a five-star review. If you're feeling inspired, a positive review wouldn't hurt. These two small things will help others find us when they're searching for great podcasts. Finally, please tell your friends about the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Better yet, show them how to find us and how to subscribe. If everyone did that, we would double our audience. Thanks a lot. We really appreciate it. Well, you know, the arts have always been part of spirituality. Oh, yeah. I mean, ever since the beginning when people couldn't read, and so there would be the, the paintings of the, the saints and the story of Jesus and all like that for Absolutely. you know people who didn't understand letters. And um, so it's always been part of that. And movement, mm-hmm. dance, I mean, you've got the Sufis, oh, you've yeah. got the Dervishes, you've got... You know, the Native Americans uh, and African uh, groups, you know, they use movement and, and dance to express their sure. spiritual concepts. Absolutely. And, and it, it, it was all spiritual. Yes, it was. Right, yeah. yeah. All of the arts were mm-hmm. had a spiritual focus. Well, and you, you know, you talk about your muse. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, where does that come from? Right. You know, we, we really are... We're steeped in spirituality. Right. You know, a lot of people won't walk, walk under a ladder. And that's a, that's a spiritual... It's kind of a spiritual, yeah, the, it's a spiritual superstition. business of, uh, of uh, synchronicity. Oh, yeah. Carl Jung's concept yeah. of, oh, somebody on the other line, I was just going to call you. You know, <laughs> you hear a call and, and, you know, thousands of miles apart. And hadn't talked with the other person no. for six months, and both of them started to call each other. One of them started to call the other. Yeah, the I just thinking. Uh, was thinking about you. That happens. And oh, it does. Driving down the road, you see a sign that says "potholes" or <laughs> whatever. Right, you see a sign that was <laughs> just, just after somebody you. was talking about potholes. Exactly. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yes, that and notion of everything being connected. Right. The other thing that fascinates me lately that that, uh, relates to the quantum business is this fellow, and I can't recall his name, who for 30 years interviewed children of uh, three and four years of age who recall and started talking about, their mothers didn't have any idea what was going on, they started talking about previous previous lives. That is fascinating it, to me. And me too. That that probably is the most fascinating thing that I've run across. Yeah, I mean, that to me is the biggest proof because yeah. these children have no preconceived notions. Wouldn't have any any idea where this was coming from. No. Well, my I daughter know. has said some amazing things that, is that right? about her previous lifetimes. Oh. And it's, it's, yeah, they would have no reason to or reason to make anything up no. like that. No. It comes completely out of the out of the book, so to speak. Right, and and what's nice is that many times, is, and I think I know the book that you're talking about, this research, I think I know who that is, but you can go and verify. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they took this one kid back to where he claimed he was lived, from, right. and he was able to, to identify neighbors and, 
and all sorts of and things. And even who killed him, I believe. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah it is. It's so you can verify totally these stuff. things. Yeah. So if anybody doubted at all, then uh, it seems pretty, pretty, well, pretty always, positive. Always going to be people that, that doubt it. And that's the, that's interesting about the topic of spirituality. It is vast and it touches all areas of our life. Yeah. Yeah. It really doesn't. You know, like you said, we're just we're in it. We're we're like swimming in this soup. Yeah, and we don't. A lot of it we don't even realize that that it, it is spiritual stuff. You know. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like superstitions, even though that. Most people call them silly. There's still something that triggers it. There's something that, mm-hmm. you know, um, karma is a is a great example. You know, the the lay way of saying karma is well, what goes around comes around. And <laughs> oh, it's more than that, though. I know, yeah. but that's that's what yeah, the that's lay what people think. Yeah. And and yet, that still talks to a spiritual consideration. It does. Meaning, well, if, if I do this, it'll come back and hit me in the rear. What? I mean, who's going to send it back? I mean, mm-hmm. where does that come from? That's a, that's a belief in something spiritual. And uh, so we're steeped in it, and uh, we don't, don't admit it and don't realize it. Right. Uh, you know, that, that place is really my sweet spot, is that place of the, the spirituality that we actually live and then it is um, backed up by science and backed up by research and you know the, the place where people are kind of interested and might know a bit about it but don't really understand it and there's that this chance for this great awakening mm-hmm. I mentioned these two, I, I don't know whether I mentioned it right now, but these two um, uh, teachers of physics out in California and they were pretty much uh, excluding the potential of spiritual business, except, except at the end they said, um, and I can't think of the, the Nobel, Nobel Prize winning physicist who, uh, when he won the Nobel Prize, saw fit to put yin and yang on his... On his uh, medal, uh, yeah, his medal. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, and absolutely. So they left a little door open, even these straight-laced scientist it. types. You know, and this stuff is. I don't know if you remember the book and the movie, The Secret, several years ago. Oh, you've got to see this movie. It's great. The book, the book too, of course. But just how this type of thing is. It. It's not a secret. Mm. It's been wide out there for all to see. Mm-hmm. People have been writing about it since the ancient Greek times. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this power of thought and this power of uh, of our minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, and the old cliche, mind over matter. Well, that is that's just, an essence of it. It is. But what if our the, minds were the part of us that's God? There you are. Well... <laughs> um, I, it is it's in here and it's out there yes and you use what's in here that part of you that's God you you can access it and you can be brought alive by it or you can access the God that's out there mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um 
it's, it might be handier to access the God that's in here because the God that's out there might be moving around faster than the God that's in here. Anyway, that gets pretty convoluted. Uh, right. Well, and, you know, I think what's going on in our society right now is the God that's out there for many is more prevalent than the God that's in here. And if we pay attention to the God that's in here, then we have compassion for others. Mm-hmm. We understand that we're all connected. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't harm you because that would harm me. And you wouldn't harm me because that would harm you. Sure. But then when we pay attention to the God out there and make it supreme, then, you know, that everything is outside of me. Mm. Right? And so then it becomes much easier to disregard what's outside of you. I don't know, it's just a mm. random thought that I had. Yeah, yeah it, you could debate too there about whether, whether there's a need for an external authority. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know the answer to that question. No, that's a huge question. Yeah, it is. Well, all of these are huge questions, Rich. Yeah, and they're, that's why they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> because you'll never get to the bottom of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but but the, the pursuit of it is the fun part. It really is. And in the little book, I say, uh, there's a dialogue that goes on in the in the little book after my poetic part. I call it poetic. Oh yes. And it is uh, how how does Munson know he's right? And the answer is, you don't have to to know you're right, or you don't have to be right. You just have to believe that that's the way it is, so you can go on to the next thing. Right. And to a certain extent, you do have to form a concept of something in order to release yourself from it to move forward. Right. And my point earlier was that sometimes we form our concept about God, about everything, when we're nine years old and don't have a lot of background to work with. Mm-hmm. That's why it's good to re- review the concepts and then uh, come up with, with, with more mature ones. Well, and that reminds me of a question that I had for you, Rich, and that is, um, what what was your spirituality growing up? I mean, what were what f- were you raised in a church? Were you you know did you have to do religious classes or anything like growing well, up? Was like where did you approach spirituality I, in your family? My parents were really good to us in that they they did not um, they didn't hound us about stuff. Good. We just were allowed to grow up. Um, my mom took us to church, and uh, I stayed with it a little bit, but not on a regular basis. And uh, what was that? Methodist, Baptist, yeah, Methodist. Methodist. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, it's a fairly liberal belief. Yeah, they don't hound you too much, and so a little easier to take for me. And uh, but. When did you start I've always had a more general, more abstract idea about religion. Right. And when did you really start seeking and questioning? Well, all along, I suppose. Sure. Yeah. But I haven't been writing that anything down to speak of on it until this. And I often say I don't know what I think until I write it down. I think it's true. You really, when you write something down, that's 
that's what you believe. Yeah. And otherwise, just talking. <laughs> you, know, you can talk one, one day one way and another day another way, and it doesn't matter to anybody. But right. when you write it down, you, you damn well better feel like that's what you believe. Well, I used to teach college English, and I'd tell my students, how do you know what you think until you see what you say? Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, if you, I, would, I would take it one step further and say, mm-hmm. until you write out what you say. Right. But there again, you're, you taught English, okay. Vocabulary is, is extremely important. Words have power. Absolutely, because that's where you think. You think with your words, and right. if you don't have a good vocabulary, your thinking is coarse and right. brittle. And uh, so, so English, our language is, is extremely important, and that ties back into the more you know, the more alive you are. And, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, because your words are the way you express who you are and what you think. Sure. Right? And, and if, if there's no subtlety in your terminology, it's like uh, certain cultures only had names for five colors. Oh, sure, right. <laughs> and so you don't know whether the other colors just fell through the cracks, <laughs> which can happen ideologically, or whether they just never used them or, or didn't even recognize them. Right, or color wasn't important somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Interesting. And so, um, you know, you could have gone so many different ways with these realizations you had. You know, you wrote this Gossamer book and you had the poetry and the words to, to it, put to the thoughts you were having. Could have gone so many different ways. Why an art exhibition? Hmm. Um, it was just, we wanted to see what other people thought uh, along the same lines. And we found out that there were a lot of people that were interested in it. And so uh, we went ahead and scheduled it. And this was way back in 2016, into 17, and uh, thought we'd just see, see what, what turns up. And some yeah. very interesting things are, are coming in. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And again, though, from myself, I'm I'm enjoying scooting my way out there beyond where I was, and and enjoying trying things that that I, I'm fascinated by photons. Photons photons are a light source, as I understand it, in my limited understanding, and so also carriers of information of one sort or another. And so I'm I'm working with the idea. Uh, my next painting is going to deal with photons and Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. And so at any rate, it just gives me something new to paint. Exactly. It's the whole like, concept of move forward or you die. Yeah. Right? That's right. You know, um, we've got to keep creating and yeah. we have to keep showing up. Yeah. That's it's right. fascinating. Yeah. And, and so Great Customer is next May, May 2020. Mm-hmm. It's Visual art. Yeah, University yeah. of Central Missouri. Good, University of Central Warrensburg, Missouri. Warrensburg, Missouri. Good. And uh, we still are accepting uh, entries to it. Oh, wonderful. And, uh, that'll be until the 5th of, of September. And so then, if someone would like to enter work in this show or 
you know, anything that they do, um, maybe poetry, poetry yeah. yeah, music. How do they? How do they enter? They uh, would get. We have a, a web. Well, I don't. I, they would notify me by email. Uh, okay. And, and, um, <laughs> and you can go ahead and say your, okay. your email address if you so like. M A F. Yes. T R zero one. Yes. Yahoo. M A F T R zero one at Yahoo. Yeah. And yeah. is there a website? No, we don't have website. Not yet. No. Not yet. Okay. Um, and um, so you're taking all kinds of applications that's right. if, for if somebody, an art exhibit. If we may want to if if somebody submits something. Uh, and says that they have something that's spiritual, chances are we'll put it in the show. Mm -hmm. uh, be, and there again, we're not jurying the stuff. Because if it's spiritual and somebody believes in it, then Absolutely. we'll have some merit. Uh, we may want to select from, you know, a, a number three or four. Right, because that, you may have so many submissions. Yeah, size might be a factor. Sure, but, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we're, we're still accepting. Good. Uh, for dance, poetry, visual art, music. Yeah. 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 I know that poetry. you're considering several artists, uh, musicians from and musicians from the Kansas City area. Yeah. Um, are there any other areas in the country that you're already looking at? There, we're not targeting areas. No. We're, we're getting the information out various ways, and uh, there's um, um, a sculptor from. I think it's Portland, and, and she may put something in the show. Oh, that's wonderful. And so it's it's really um, kind of a reach out and touch mm -hmm. method of putting a show together, and uh, it's working pretty well. Good. Well, we have we have viewers and listeners all over the world, and so if anybody's got any ideas for art, music, poetry, dance, anything yeah. that would be a good fit for this nexus between art and spirituality, right. then uh, please let us know. Sure. Send a submission to Rich. Yeah, just uh, let us know what you have, and if you've got a, a good picture or two of it, send it along. Mm -hmm. And welcome aboard. Yeah, <laughs> this is going to be an exciting thing. I think it will be. And so um, we're just about out of time. Is there anything else you would like to express about this concept or this idea, maybe something we haven't talked about or something we've, that bears repeating? Well, not. Um, <laughs> there are some things that uh, probably I, I could go back to my paper and, and check it over or just glance through here. I have. Mm -hmm. what yeah, I'm, you've got abstracts and oh, abstracts. Yes. Yeah, all kinds of abstracts. In Divisive and Angry Times, a quiet, uh -huh. introspective review of humankind's spiritual position in the cosmos would be in order. Yes. The Great Gossamer 2020 is a vehicle for such a review. So we we are not allowing it to get political in any way. Thank you. No advocacy of any particular religion or type mm -hmm. of, of uh, uh, sales. Uh, right. If something is sold, that's fine. We don't, we're not against it. But it's we're just not hustling, right? We're letting spirits move us, and we are avoiding uh, the controversy that seems to be in the air, and we don't need that. I don't think it's spiritual. It's I, don't, I agree <laughs> It's with mean you. and hateful, and it's 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 not moving forward. It's just 
keeping us die, stuck. Dead on the vine. Yeah, I <laughs> totally agree with you. So Jewish. that's one thing. When we first started out, Hess and I both agreed that uh, no politics, mm-hmm. none of that crud that's going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, aside from that, pretty much anything uh, that a person believes in and believes was motivated in a spiritual way by their muse. That's a, you know if you approach your art and you feel driven by some subject matter, uh, that's spiritual, and so it's uh, it's uh, pretty wide open. It's pretty wide open. And, Welcome. Right. Till the fifth of September. Till the fifth. Okay, you're taking yes, submissions. We have to cut the, off. Yeah. We well, have to I can see that. And start developing the show. Yeah, fifth of September, two thousand nineteen. Right. That is yeah, this, right. This September. Yeah, this September. Yeah, that's great. Well, th- thank you so much, Rich. This has been really fun, and <laughs> well, I've enjoyed. I'm enjoying it, and I. Um, a moment to actually try to wrap my head around this whole show, but this this is really enlightening. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Great. Thank you so much. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.